Welcome to Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast, where we count down the top 10 of all things Bond. I am about to inaugurate a little war. I am certain that two such perceptive talents will enjoy working together. And now we can go somewhere for an interesting talk. Suppose you start the conversation. Why is it people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? I bet I know a lot more things than you do. Thanks for dropping in, Dave. It's got to be difficult. <laughs> No, it isn't, is it? The old game. You expect me to talk? Give a wolf a taste, and keep him hungry. By tomorrow, Ten, we'll be good friends. Nine, eight, something more sociable. Seven, I got a brother. Six, five, Small world. four, three, it's time to get out. two, one. Welcome to Brotherly Bond, the podcast where two brothers... Count down the top ten of all things related to our favorite cinematic secret agent, James Bond 007. Favorite movie, best car chase, smartest villain, goofiest gadget. We'll cover it all right here at Brotherly Bond. We will analyze, discuss, appreciate, and ultimately rank the top ten of everything and anything from the vast James Bond universe. In each episode, we will select a James Bond topic. Then, we'll each create an all-time top 10 list to match that topic. We will then reveal our list live right here for your listening pleasure. But before we dive into this week's top 10 category, a brief word from today's sponsor. This is an urgent message from MI6. Have you ever thought about making a podcast of your own? Allow me to introduce you to Anchor, the easiest way to get started in the ever-growing world of podcast entertainment. Their simple and comprehensive creation tool allows podcasters of all levels to record and edit their own audio right from a phone or computer. And, once your podcast is complete, Anchor will distribute it to be heard by millions of listeners across many platforms, like Spotify and Apple. It's literally everything you need at your fingertips, and it's all free. Head over to the App Store and download the free Anchor app, or, go to anchor.fm, to get started and learn more. Once again, that's Anchor in the App Store, or Anchor FM in the browser. Get started today. Welcome to Brotherly Bond, the podcast where we <laughs> count down the top 10 of all things James Bond related. And today, our topic is best villain scheme or, or plan. Plan or plot. Or plot, right. <laughs> right. Depending how, on how you want to look at it. Yeah. We're really good with the titles, you know? That's what, that's what I'm realizing. Yeah, we're a little <laughs> fluid with that. So best villain plan... So we're, we're only focusing on what the primary bad guy, what his major plan is in each movie. And uh, we're going to be counting down my brother Christopher's Hello. list. Hello. Yeah. My first list. Your first list oh counting my. down. The pressure's on. Yeah. I got the... <laughs> you got the big ones. Pre-titled I, sequence. I got the new two. And James Bond's. Well, we did your list too. We That's just, right. We just started with mine. So exactly. I got all the... I got all the the glory and the fame and the sound bites. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's too. Number ten, <laughs> etc. Okay, so before we jump into best villain plan, 
Can you tell us what were the qualifications? How did you come up with your list? Yeah, so I think villain villains plans is it's really subjective. There are there there are uh, a lot of different ways we can go with it. I think um, first of all we need to differentiate between the fact that it's the villain's plan versus the overall plot of the movie. Exactly, and that makes that that makes a big difference. Like, and and I'll use the example of License to Kill. Right, Franz Sanchez's plan has nothing to do with the overall plot of the movie. The plot of the movie <laughs> is Bond getting revenge, True. right? And Sanchez, he's just a drug dealer trying to continue his empire and grow it. And so, you right. know, there's no actual villain plot in that movie. The overall plot is what's most important there. So I think differentiating between the two is the number one thing because that's going to take out a couple of uh, a couple of movies right away. Yep. Uh, the second thing that I like to think about is uh, a, a, a spectrum between on one end is completely realistic plot line and on the other end is total fantasy. Okay. Something that there's no way it can happen. And I'll give you examples. So on the realistic side, again, I'll give you License to Kill. He's just a drug dealer. He is doing his empire. He is selling his drugs and that's it, Right. And that's totally realistic. We know that that's, that's a thing, right? <laughs> that happens. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm going to give you Moonraker. All right. You've got a megalomaniac who is somehow building and built a space station in space without any country or intelligence agency knowing that it exists. Somehow he's done this over the years. It is cloaked by radar. I don't know how. <laughs> and he steals and somehow is able to bring all these people up to space without being known. I think that's <laughs> nuts. It is. So that's on the fantasy side. So for me, my qualifications, what I like, I like a nice blend of the two. Oh, okay. And because I don't want to go one side or the other because I, I do love the spy aspect of things that are more realistic but at the same time bond itself has fantasy it yep. is that's part of the movies that we have and i think that's important that there should be maybe just a little spark of that as well so that's okay. that's my second one that makes it difficult yeah if you lead one way or the other right it makes it a lot you easier can't go quite too far one way or the other okay but i think on my list i'll break that rule once or <laughs> twice too you know so whatever i've been, I've been known to break a Few, few rules on my list. Too. It's a, what is it? It's a guideline, less of a rule, right? Yep, more of a guideline. And I think my third qualification that I do is <clears throat> is James Bond's involvement himself. Like, how does Bond move that villain plot forward? Does is he along for the ride? Does he even know it exists? What's you know? How is Bond um, involved in this plot? Okay. Um, and I'm not going to give an example there because I think when we talk about them, we'll kind of talk about what that level of involvement is okay but i think those three uh, qualifications are how i came up with my top 10 for whatever they are okay <laughs> i like it I, I i had to try to come up with an idea of how i was going to form these because because i think this is really subjective there it is there's so many different weird ones that you can go with um, and we, we talked about before we pressed record that we've we've changed this list a number oh, of times over the last couple of weeks yeah so. even days even today i'll today. say you know I, I also did i was i was juggling around a little bit today right. so yeah and it's hard not to be influenced by if you really like the villain yes i agree so there's some villains i really like but they're their their schemes are kind of lame so well, and, and moonraker is another great 
uh, example for that because I love Michael Lonsdale. I yes. think he is so cool. Yeah. I think he's just, he's awesome. He's he's who I would, when I was younger, that's who I wanted to be. Oh, okay. I want to play a piano in a ballroom <laughs> with two beautiful women listening to it, right? And a then couple I, of Doberman <laughs> pinchers. Beautiful dogs. Beautiful Wonderful dogs. dogs well behaved. Very trainable. <laughs> very very <laughs> they, trained. They well can trained. do anything. A yeah. plethora of uh, skills they have, un- unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, but he, uh, so that's it. That's somebody who I really liked. Uh, I loved how well-spoken he was. Yep. Um, but I'm a Hugo Drax guy too. Yeah. So. It's great. And totally different than the literary Hugo Drax, by the way. Exactly. That's really weird when I read that. Yep. But at the same time, you know, as far as villain plots go, I've already have kind of, you know, ruined that. I just don't really like that one very much. I, <laughs> I, I, it's it's fantasy, that's and, that's and I think that's that was the point of it. It's a top ten list, Bond and, in and there's space. <laughs> there's at least twenty four, right? And I I have actually twenty eight total villain plans. Yeah, because I believe that there's a couple of movies where there's two villains, sure, maybe a secondary plan going on yeah before we hit the list we're gonna set you guys up with some trivia christopher what is today's villain plan related trivia all right <laughs> it's gonna be villain related unfortunately it's less uh okay. less plan scheme related good. but uh, i've always liked this one because i never knew when i was growing up i never knew who this uh this person was so brotherly bond trivia begins in three two one who is the actor who plays Blofeld in From Rush With Love and Thunderball? Who is nice. the actor? Ooh, that's a great one. Who plays From Rush With Love, uh, Blofeld in From Rush With Love and Thunderball? Because we only see from the neck down. Uh huh. We get the, the cat. cat. He's petting the cat. And I'll, I'll give a little hint. We do see his face in Bond movies. Ooh, that makes it interesting. Yeah. So it's not, we actually see his face eventually. All so, right. okay, that's that's all I'm going to give. All right. I love that one. So that is a good one. Hopefully, I'm not alone and that I, I wasn't the only person who didn't know who this was. <laughs> all right. And with that, we're going to dive into best villain plan. <laughs> Christopher, what is your number 10? Number 10. All right, my number 10 is... Uh, Quantum of Solace. For those who have uh, listened so far know that my my love of Quantum of Solace has started off uh, very, very low (laughs) and has gotten better. Um, And I think this is a interesting one. Generally speaking, I don't like a whole lot of plots that are really in depth. And this is probably one of the ones that's most in depth. So Dominic Green is the bad guy, but he's really the middleman for Quantum. Uh, the organization that Bond is discovering, uh, and M, and all of MI6 is just discovering for the first time when they capture uh, Mr. White at the beginning. And Bond discovers that they uh, this quantum uh, organization is, one, brokering a deal to uh, install a, a new dictator in Bolivia, True. and at the same time, damming up water so that they can be the the uh, green planet dominant greens company is the utility provider and, and can make a lot of money a lot more money right but control water around the globe which uh i know it seems it seems odd that this one would be on mine we'll supply the private security we'll pay off the right officials and we have 26 countries ready to officially recognize your new bolivian government you want your country back 
my organization can give it to you within the week. And in return, you want what? A desert. This part. This land is worthless. Oh. So you're getting a great deal. I think one of the reasons why I like it is that it is a little bit more realistic. Uh, it's kind of a frightening thought uh, in this day and age. Um, there's a lot of conversation about you know climate change and whatnot and, and how valuable our resources are. Uh, and to see that there's a huge organization and this is their goal. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's something that I, I thought was incredible. Uh, I do like the fact that Bond has to figure out what the plot is, figure out who the bad guys are. Right. It's not something that Bond is just handed, you know, he's handed a file in, in, in M's office and, and mm-hmm. or he guesses right in the first five minutes of, of the movie and, well, it's this bad guy. And then yep. we move forward. So I really appreciate those aspects of, of Quantum of Solace and, and that yeah. villain's plot. It's a mini vi- villain plot because it's just Dominic Green as the middleman. Yeah. But you start seeing a, a bigger picture right. in, in this particular movie. Yeah, I have, I have this, you know, in the middle of my list, too. It, it's a good one. I didn't know if this was going to make your list, honestly. Well, in the, in the, it's in the middle of the 24. Oh. <laughs> so okay, not in my yeah, top 10. Right. So that's what I thought. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> It is an interesting plan that that he's come up with. So, and isn't quantum? I mean, isn't that all under the specter? Don't we learn it's under the specter yeah. umbrella? So I think uh, once they were able, right? Once they once they were legally able to to say specter again, they yeah. tried to put the fact that quantum was either under the umbrella of specter or was specter all along. Yeah, I'm I'm a little fuzzy that way, um, but yeah, that was basically the idea. So yeah. they couldn't they couldn't spell it out, right? Literally, time, I think. Out. <laughs> <laughs> had I, had they not been able to get rights, I think Quantum would have been the next, you know, Spectre, and, and right. we would have seen what that looked like. Yeah, Mister White would have been like uh, a number two in yeah. Spectre instead yeah. of, uh, which you know he ultimately kind of is. He w- yeah, he was he was high up in the uh, in the in ranks. Spectre, sure. but we just don't learn that till the next movie. Yeah. So. Quantum is it's a tough one, and and I get that this would be a tough sell. It's my number ten. It's got a little bit of of everything that that I kind of like in a in a villain scheme. I like it. Yeah. All right, moving on to number nine. Number nine. Number nine for me is one of your favorites. Tomorrow never dies. Yes, awesome. I, I love it. I actually think it's probably going to be higher for you. Um, so Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, Elliot Carver, we meet the megalomaniac immediately. And so that's one of the things that I'm less a fan of. I like it when Bond gets to, um, has to be a detective and have to figure out what the who it is, who's the bad guy. But we meet Carver. He owns the Carver Media Group that is not allowed broadcasting rights in China. He brokers a deal um, with one of the leaders in China and ultimately tries to uh, create conflict between uh, the UK and China. And a what a stray missile is supposed to go in and yeah. kill all the leaders of China, leaving his partner uh, still alive and able to sign a deal to get broadcasting rights all across the globe. Well, broadcasting rights in China, he already had. Right. Well, he had the rest. I just mean, yeah. you know, to finish off oh, the globe. Oh, to finish off yeah. the globe. Gotcha. Yeah. Gentlemen and ladies, hold the presses. This, just in, by a curious quirk of fate, 
we have the perfect story with which to launch our satellite news network tonight. It seems a small crisis is brewing in the South China Seas. I want full newspaper coverage. I want magazine stories. I want books. I want films. I want TV. I want radio. I want us on the air 24 hours a day. This is our moment. And a billion people around this planet will watch it, hear it, and read about it from the Carver Media Group. There's no news. Like bad news. This is definitely in my top ten. I yeah. I think it's a, uh, I think it's actually pretty timely too. I you agree know, with the uh, the mistrust that that uh, society perhaps yeah, has currently has currently has with with, yeah. with with the media in general. Both, yeah. both sides doesn't matter what your beliefs are. Yeah, this everyone is a, has a problem with how things are being reported <laughs> right. these days. And this is uh yeah, this is a This is one they could do this year. If no time to yeah. die was this, you'd say or this year, you know. It uh, would make sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You could see that being topical. So Yeah, this was back in 97, so Right. Uh it's I I think it's a good one cuz uh, you know, Bond has to be a little bit of a de- detective even though he kind of knows it's Carver. Yeah, he definitely ha- is on to Carver right quick. Away. It's just a matter of proving it. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so I, I I like this plot. I think it's a I think it's a good one. I think it's one that um, you know has that realm. On, we talk about the scheme of realistic versus fantasy. It's it's a little bit of both. It you, is a little bit of you both. You can feel like it's it's real, but you know a stealth boat and mm-hmm. you know trying to create a war between two superpowers, maybe not. Right. But y- maybe. Although <laughs> that is a that is an idea that comes up many times in Bond yeah. movies, trying yes. to create provoke war between two. Superpowers, right? But I think the why behind it is oh, it's very, is very different. Very different. You know, in this Stromberg one. does that. <laughs> yep. And you know, it, the why is to basically get rid of the world so that that's the human race. So yeah, he can start over under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> that's definitely not what he sounds like. But no. <laughs> amazing, we both think that's what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, tomorrow never dies. I think is a good one. Maybe maybe it would even be higher. But um, uh, you know, I th- I think it's a solid one there. The megalomaniac part maybe less for me. Right. And I even like Jonathan Price a lot. Oh, I love Jonathan <laughs> He's great. Price. Yeah. Um, but he definitely played it up. That's a great number nine. And moving on to number eight. Number eight. Number eight for me, this one has grown every year that I watch Bond movies. I like this one more and more. Uh, I like the character of the bad guy. Um, I think the plot is fine. Uh, it's more on the fantasy side than than realistic side, but it's also doesn't seem too far off for me and it's a view to a kill. A view to a kill. Yep. Wow. The whole movie I enjoy more and more as we go. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things I think that is the least uh, good part about it is is uh, Roger Moore's age that's so apparent in the movie. But yeah. In this case it, uh, a view to a kill, um Zorin's got his company um where he is what is he a distributor? He's kind of he's kind of a, a middleman too for all of the uh, the microchip uh, yeah. industry. Yeah, I and think he's just yeah a leader of a microchip right conglomerate. Huge, huge yeah, huge conglomerate right company. Yeah. And the only thing standing in their way of global domination is Silicon Valley, and so he comes up with his plot to uh, 
basically explode <laughs> a bomb on the San Andreas Fault, yep. which will create, flood. Create an earthquake. All of that flood, area. Flood the fault. Right. Yeah. It's very fantastical. It is fantastical. <laughs> it is. Silicon Valley. Here's San Francisco. Over 250 plants employing thousands of scientists, technicians. This is the heartland of electronic production in the United States, which accounts for, what, 80% of the world microchip market. I propose to end the domination of Silicon Valley and leave us in control of that market. What is it you propose? Project Main Strike. But there's something about, you know, it doesn't feel completely all the way off of the deep end right because we are talking about things that are that are that are real there's san andreas fault there's earthquakes everywhere you know <laughs> so um using that for his own uh, i like that uh in this plot that he develops um there's a, a conflict between him and gogol and uh, nobody leaves the kgb oh yeah you know he's we can see where he started where he, where he grew yeah, uh, and now he's going off and doing his own venture, and this is well, his he was first a, venture. He was basically a science experiment. Yeah, for the KGB and yeah. Dr. Mortimer <laughs> Hans Glaub. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was like his father figure, mm-hmm. and so he definitely had his issues. Yeah, yeah. There's two things about this one that prevented it from making my top ten. Hit me. And one is, to me. I see so many parallels between A View to a Kill and Goldfinger. Okay. In Goldfinger, he's trying to destroy the the U.S. gold. Right. He's trying know, to irradiate supply, it. Irradiate it. Yeah. Irradiate it. Make Same it so thing. you can't get to it. You can't get to it for like 20 years or whatever. Sure. In this one, they're trying to get rid of the microchip. Yeah. You know, destroy the microchip industry. And uh, even some of the scenes in the movie are similar to Goldfinger. That's true. Like... Uh, like the thug who, in uh, Goldfinger, you know, <laughs> solo, he gets eliminated. Same thing in The right. View to a Kill in he, The Blimp. Right. <laughs> he doesn't want to go along Does with it. Does anyone else want to drop out? Exactly. <laughs> That's a fun line. I love it. And he does it beautifully. Yeah. This is, one, right. of the, this is one of those where, you know, I, th- I think we'd both agree we both like Zorin mm-hmm. as a character. Yes, for sure. And it makes the, his plot just a little more appealing. Yeah, I, think. I, I agree with you there. And I can see, I 100% see the formulaic aspect of it. Right. Um, and I never really thought of that parallel, which is interesting because uh, Goldfinger is coming up soon. <laughs> so maybe... Uh, well, if you like one, you like the other. And obviously I do. Right. No, you're right. The other aspect of it is, of course, that destroying the valley is not going to wipe out the microchip industry anyway. No. Since <laughs> well, but he... Yeah, There's plenty of microchips manufactured right, all over the... All the rest of those guys in that blimp are the other manufacturers. I it. see. They just want to get rid of the rest of I see. You know, Silicon Valley. So all on board with yeah the, well except for the yeah. guy who has to drop out yeah he, he doesn't like it he didn't like it although he maybe likes it and just doesn't like the terms of the contract right this is outrageous <laughs> half of our net income there you go <laughs> so. how does it how does how does he not know they're in a blimp well i suppose he knows they're in a blimp he just doesn't know that door yeah the door will go and the stairs are <laughs> trick stairs trick stairs yeah yeah, I suppose once because once he sees the uh, door open, that's when he turns to Mayday and realizes, yep. uh oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> now what? Wrong door. Yeah, there's yep. no drinks down here. So that's your number eight. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Right. 
See, and this this is a tough list because you can go any way. And like, that's true. I mean, you're gonna have. I've got a feeling you're gonna have almost maybe just completely different lists, <laughs> which oh, will be fun. So far, it's not so far off. Okay, but we'll see. So we're up to number seven. Number seven. Number seven for me is a movie that uh, falls a little bit in our estimation, but I still kind of like the plot. Okay. Because uh, it's a dual plot. It's The World Is Not Enough. Oh, wow. Right. So Electric King is captured and uh, gets released yeah. because of the, uh, the, the ransom that gets paid. And she gets a plot that um, they're going to destroy the other three competing oil pipelines uh, in Istanbul by exploding a nuclear sub. Right. And at the same time... In Istanbul. In Istanbul. Right. Not Constantinople. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. And uh, so she will be... Uh, she'll have a monopoly of from uh, for oil. Uh, but at the same time, she gets to have revenge on M who was the uh, advisor to her father on her kidnapping. That's true, yeah. Right. I'm trying to build an 800-mile pipeline through Turkey, past the terrorists in Iraq, Iran, and Syria. Up here, the Russians have three competing pipelines, and they'll do anything to stop me. My father was murdered. The villagers are rioting. And you, Mr. Vaughn, have come all this way to tell me that I might be in danger? We suspect there might be an insider. So some of the things I like about this one is I, I do like that there are multiple uh, things that are happening with this, that she's got multiple um, aspects to her, her scheme. Yeah. It is a full scheme. But the fact that through the most of the movie, it's Reynard that you think is the bad guy. That's true. And Reynard is not. He is the henchman. They pulled a switch on us. They there. absolutely did. And I kind of can't really remember another time where, where that happens. She is she is the main villain. And I you know, I think about Fiona Volpe a little bit, but we know that she's kind of a bad guy too. Yeah. Um but the fact that that all of this happened, basically she came up with this plot. She had to have come up with this plot, you know, when she was kidnapped and while she was turning Reynard to her side. You wonder how much Reynard had to do with it, but he, he definitely seemed like all he was there to do was help her. Right, because so. there's no way when he kidnapped her, he kidnapped her for a ransom. Yeah. Right? Because he didn't have this whole plot of making her, <laughs> you know, an oil baroness. Yeah. You know, and I think it was just pure ransom. Uh, and I, I'm guessing for Renard, there was an aspect of, well, I just got shot in the head and I'm probably going to die very soon anyway. <laughs> so why not do something else? Sure. You know, um, but I, I appreciated that, uh, you know, she had this multi-layered scheme that was going on. Yeah. That seemed you know, moderately realistic. It had fantasy. You're going to explode a nuclear sub in, <laughs> in a major city, but, yeah. um, you know, it was very flushed out. It was, it was a cool, uh, cool plan. She had a, a lot of folks on her side. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was a good one. Yeah. I just don't like that movie. So I know, much. <laughs> I know and it, it's, it's hard to separate the, you know, cause mm -hmm. it's, I know it's not a great movie. <laughs> we both agree with that. It's it's yeah. Pierce's third probably best movie. Right. And by a good distance, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think from a plot standpoint uh, by itself, uh, I think it stands up. I think yeah. I think it's strong. 
Yeah, Electra King, she's a strong villain. Yeah. Especially, like you said, we don't even know she is the villain. Right. Takes a long time. Like two-thirds through the movie mm-hmm. or so. And yeah. And she even was fooling Bond for a while. Bond was convinced. That's true. That she was the bad guy. And then she flipped, you know, she... F- you know changed his mind too when when he confronted her yeah. so wait so you knew that that reynard was behind it yeah and he stopped stop the act and all you know <laughs> that great scene and he gets confused right yeah. so i think i think she's a, a, an underestimated uh villain um and i think the the plot is is solid the fact that she is going to try to kill two two birds with one stone yeah um to get what she wants uh, of course she also murdered her father yeah there is that problem. That's right. That's so, right. So, hence the name Electra. Yeah, it, I mean, so it fits. It fits. So <laughs> it I does suppose fit. she followed. But that was revenge too. That was, you know, because he wasn't going to yeah. do what she thought he needed to do to get her out of there. Yep. So, so just I mean, sticking with plot. Yeah, I, just plot. I think that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Good. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm with you. I'm sold. Doesn't land on you know maybe another list, but yeah, maybe any know, other just list. Plot. <laughs> Although it's not this bad. is our this is our third list, and it's it's been on two. So yeah, it's kind of shocking. That is shocking. Oh my. Pre-titles. Well, pre-title sequence. It's a pretty awesome pre-title it sequence. Is. Yep. So uh, we'll that. see if this one because that landed on both of our pre-title sequences. It won't and land on. That's mine. what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So. Yeah. All right. World well, not right. enough is there for me though. All right. So moving on to number six. Number six. So number six for me is one of my favorite Bond movies in general. Uh, one of my favorite villains. It's Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah, it's Goldeneye. So we see that 006 is allegedly killed in, in the teaser, in the opening. What he turns out to do is is create his own syndicate, his own crime syndicate. That's right. Uh, and then hatches his own plan to uh, steal the Goldeneye. What was, what was it called? It was uh, Giannis. Giannis group. He was Giannis called Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Um, but the Giannis syndicate, whatever, Giannis group. Um, and he hatches the plan to uh, hijack, steal, uh, commandeer maybe, the uh, GoldenEye satellites uh, so that he can wipe out all records in <laughs> the UK uh, and at the same time make a ton of money while yep. he steals everyone's money. Rob the, the Bank of England. Exactly. Um, Destroy Britain's economy. The whole thing. It's, it's actually a larger... Back to the 50s. It's a larger plot than you think, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it is. And, th- and I think that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I like that one so much. Interesting setup, Alec. You break into the Bank of England via computer, then transfer the money electronically. Just seconds before you set off the golden eye, which erases any record of the transactions. Ingenious. Thank you, James. Uh, again, it, it you could maybe see this happening. Uh, I love the villain himself. I think he plays a big piece of it. Um, you know, being a former double O is awesome. You know, I, and I, I think it's a great one because Bond has to kind of discover who this is. This right. is a, this is one where he doesn't get any, you know, he doesn't get a lot of information. Yeah, he has to track it down. Right. He only knows that one golden eye went off in Russia and Severnaya. And there's one person that's still around because he sees the little dot. Uh, <laughs> he sees the heat the mark. The heat ever. recognition, yep. Mm-hmm. So he has to try to figure out who that person is. And he gets caught along the way. And just to, to discover who this person is, it takes a long time to figure out who the villain is. Yeah. Which is, a, I think, a fun aspect of what the story is. You know, yep. what's what's that Bond's involvement? You know, one of my qualifiers. I think that's that's a big piece. 
And ultimately, it's a revenge plot by him. It is. Because he's a Lien's Cossack <laughs> and that whole thing. You know your history, Mr. Bond. Exactly. That's right. So he has a uh, hatred for the British for government. For the British government. He wants to teach him a lesson. Yeah. So, even though he worked for them. There's a lot of a lot of aspects of it. I mean, yeah, Bond that, that's a good one. Bond negates a little bit at the end and says in in the end you're just a bank robber. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, you could tell kind of irks uh 006, but you know, I I think it's a I think it's a good plot. I think it it it, it stands up. It's uh it's got a little bit of realistic, a little bit of fantasy. It's I like a, it. A little bit of everything you want in there. That's a good one. All right. I got the seal of approval from you. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those lists where I don't think you're going to do wrong no. because I'm just not, yeah. And you're not going to do wrong either. I'm not sold on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I is could, an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting list and we're going to come up with a bunch of these topics that are going to be, uh, wow, what would I do? So <laughs> Right, exactly. Yep. And, and again, this is a good one. We'd love to hear from you guys, hear what you what you guys think. What's your top 10? What's your top three even if, if uh, 10 is too uh, long to come up with? And we're moving on to Christopher's number five, best villain plans. Number five. So my number five is one that we've talked about a little bit in joking, and then it made me feel a little bit bad for putting it on the list, but <laughs> I like it and I'm sticking to my guns. Go. Stick with it. It's Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Yeah. Le Chief is another middleman. Uh, he's just a money broker, basically. He holds on to uh, freedom fighters and and I'm going to say he works for Spectre because that's that's the reason I like the Craig but movies. Does he work for Spectre? Because even Mr. White is, is like I I can just put you in contact with him. You just you just wanted the introduction. There you go. You know, this is just a guy that we've worked with in the past. So yeah, like he just he's in the the area of of all the bad guys. He's yeah. a he's kind of a banker. Sure, but he wants to take these bad guys, these vigilantes or whatever they are. <laughs> he's taking their money that they've agreed to let him hold for them, and he wants to turn it into a ton of money, <laughs> and uh, loses because Bond stops the destruction of the plane, which right. makes the stock markets go in a completely different direction, and he loses I don't know how many millions of dollars. All of it, everything. Let's just say everything. I like it. He loses except everything. for whatever he used to. Right invest into the high stakes poker game that's right <laughs> so he has to come up with a secondary plan yeah uh to get that money back so he doesn't lose a hand his girlfriend doesn't die <laughs> ultimately he doesn't die and he can continue being a bad guy brokering money for this you know whatever the syndicate or bad guy uh group that mr white works for yeah um and he creates the the game in Montenegro for high stakes poker and to try to get all that money back because he's such a great poker player. Yeah, no he, kidding. Yeah, so highly intelligent. He can count cards. That's right. Fortunately, so can Bond. When the stocks hit bottom on nine twelve, somebody made a fortune. The same thing happened this morning with Skyfleet stock, always supposed to. With their prototype destroyed, the company would be near bankruptcy. Instead, somebody lost over a hundred million dollars betting the wrong way. You think it's this manly chief? Which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. Ten players, ten million dollar buy-in, five million rebuy. Winner takes all, potentially 150 million. Good. Then we'll know where he'll be. I, I, I really enjoy this one because I, on, on one level, I like that he had a plan. 
uh, Bond thwarted it. Yes. Without even knowing he thwarted it, Bond's just like, oh, that's a bad guy doing some bad stuff. I got to follow him. Oh, that guy wants to destroy a plane. I have to stop that. He's just Bond being Bond, you yeah. know, stopping a, a bad guy from doing bad things. Um, but because of that, the domino happens where we realize that, you know, the bad guy in the movie, uh, the villain in the movie, Lashif, has to change his plans. That's true. And I don't know if there's another time where we see that. I know. If we've ever come up with another villain where they had to adjust their ultimate plan yeah. because something happened. Yeah. And, and obviously, in this case, Bond messed it up. Yeah. And I think that makes it unique. And I think that's that's one of the, you know, the reasons I love it so much. I do obviously appreciate how close it is to the storyline of the original Casino Royale in the novel. Okay. Um, obviously they're, they're playing Baccarat there, but, um, you know, poker was huge in obviously poker's huge all just in general. Yeah. Uh, but I remember starting to get really into poker at that time too. It's kind of a phenomenon. They showed it on ESPN and it was all over world series poker and you can still watch it and it became more mainstream. Absolutely. And so they, they baked that in to make it a little bit more user friendly because yeah. uh, you know Baccarat is uh, <laughs> not so well known. Kind of a simple game, yeah. uh, well, but also not one that's very attainable for the the average it's watcher. Definitely not an American <laughs> game at no. all. No, it's not. Uh, so changing that out is, uh, I think, great. And then obviously, you know, in the end, Bond wins, uh, and then we get to see a little bit more that there's something, you know, behind the curtain. There's there's even more bad here, which which sure. leads to the rest of the movie. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I do like that. That that's probably the only movie that has the villain has to come up with two. Yeah, he's got to figure it out. Two Bond screwed it up. Yeah, Bond never great. screws it up that bad where he's got to change the plan. He just has to. Maybe up a timetable or something, but you know the plan still goes, but not for Lashif. All right, moving on to number four. Number four. Well, if you liked my number eight, <laughs> you'll like my number four. <laughs> okay. Because I do enjoy the uh, the plot of Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, you know, I I Gold Goldfinger is uh, just completely enamored with gold. We know that. Yeah. And. I think one of the things I like about the plot uh, is that despite the fact that he loves gold, all gold, he's certainly willing to um, ruin America's gold so that his gold can mm. be more valuable. Yeah. So he goes and, and he's trying to break into Fort Knox uh, with a atomic device, I believe is what he calls it. It's right. uh, little but dirty. I can't <laughs> remember the quote for it. but So they have to uh, knock out the entire fort with uh, Delta 9 nerve gas. Uh, from the uh, airplanes of Pussy Galore's uh, Flying, Flying Circus. Circus. That's right. Uh, and that's how they get in and use the laser that we see earlier in the movie. It, enc- <laughs> it encompasses all these different aspects of the movie. That's true. We get little pieces of it throughout the, the course of they the movie. They put it all together at the end. Yeah, and they put it all together, which is which is kind of fun. Yeah. And then he leaves the bomb in there and it's supposed to go off and, you know, ruin the... <laughs> the gold supply of of the U.S. <laughs> right, and making him far more wealthy. Yeah, um, which is you know that's cool. Who mentioned anything about removing it? You plan to break into the world's largest bank, but not to steal anything. Why? Go on, Mr. Bond. Mr. Ling, the red Chinese agent at the factory. He's a specialist in nuclear fission. But of course, his government's given you a bomb. I prefer to call it an atomic device. It's small, but particularly dirty. Good. 
cobalt and iodine? Precisely. Well, if you explode it in Fort Knox, the uh, entire gold supply of the United States will be radioactive for 57 years. 58, to be exact. I apologize, Goldfinger. It's an inspired deal. They get what they want, economic chaos in the West, and the value of your gold increases many times. I conservatively estimate 10 times. Brilliant. I mean, it's either revenge or wealth. Right. And uh, he's kind of going for wealth. That's yeah, his side, absolutely. So. The 007 involvement of this one, I think is interesting because they know, they send Bond off to go meet with uh, Goldfinger and kind of sniff him out because they think it's smuggling. Gold yeah. smuggling is all they're after. Okay. And, you know, they have that, that, that conversation with the, uh, uh, the brandy, the overdose of Bonbois. Oh, Bonbois, <laughs> yes. Poor M is like, wait, what? This is, <laughs> tastes fine to me. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's just, a, it's just smuggling. That's all, they're, that's all they're after him for. It was Bond that, that kind of threw getting captured yeah. and overhearing he the bigger plan. He stumbled on a bigger plan. Yeah, he finds out that, oh, Goldfinger is way worse than we give him credit for. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting because it's not it's not the plot that they sent him out for exactly you know and even Bond himself is like do we really are we really involved in the smuggling thing why do we care about this yeah um, but you know to realize that there's a bigger plot I think was uh, kind of a fun aspect of of that one yeah I'm with you there I like Goldfinger's plan it's uh, not very realistic no but, no but who cares <laughs> none of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the fantasy yep. Uh, you know, and as far as formula goes, it's, you know, every time you talk about Goldfinger, we're talking about building that formula for everybody else. And, and certainly you pointed out that a view to a kill has a similar vibe to it. And, it does. And I'll buy that 100%. Yeah. You know, one thing that was just, uh, that just stuck with me was, uh, so they tie Bond up, they chain him up to the, the Bond uh, at the end, and Oddjob is still in there. True. Were they going to sacrifice him? Yeah, that yeah. couldn't have been the plan. I wonder if he could get himself out. I doubt it. I assume because they switched the gas, yeah. and uh, everybody was actually a, you know still cognizant and awake, and then they you know went after Goldfinger and, and all his bad guys. Yeah, um, that ruined the plan. But Ajab was he was right there. Yeah, that's, he's like, we're going to do this. I never thought of that. He stopped the other guy who had the key yeah. from uh, stopping the bomb. Yeah. He was. He was ready to sacrifice he himself. Was committed. That's incredible. Yeah, that's I, I hadn't hadn't really thought about that. But that's a really good henchman. That is a really good. Maybe henchman. Maybe we should do a top ten henchman. Should we? List. <laughs> I wonder where he'll land on that one. <laughs> I bet he'll make an appearance. Yeah. So Goldfinger, I, I think is a good one. It's classic. Yeah. Uh, it's a good plot. Right. But you're right. It's a little bit more fantasy, and that's okay. It is it's okay. It's Bond. Which leads us to number three. Number three. So on the opposite side of the fantasy realistic, this is a spy movie is my number three. And it's one where Bond... I bet I know what it is. I bet you do too. <laughs> where Bond and the villains kind of have the same goal in mind, although the villains have an extra added benefit. From Russia with Love. Okay. Was it was it what you were thinking? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know you love For Your Eyes Only, so yeah. I thought maybe... actually didn't make the list for me. Okay. I know. Well, I know. Because well, I think this one does it different better. Than different than overall right. movie so so Kronstein develops a plan pitches yes. it to Blofeld who was Blofeld in that movie I don't <laughs> yeah. know there's trivia at the end yeah he's we'll get to figure out who that actor is yeah uh so he pitches it to um to Blofeld and uh Colonel Kleb is there she had just affected 
And the whole idea is they're trying to get a lector device, which is a decoding device. And everybody wants it uh, because it'll decode the secret messages of whatever government, yep. your, your, your opponent, basically. <laughs> um, so they're, they're all after this lector device. But on the villain side, they're also going to get revenge for the killing of Dr. No. Exactly. By embarrassing, not only killing. It's another dual, yeah, dual plan. Exactly. They're trying to two birds with one stone For again. For sure. Not only the you know getting the lector, killing Bond, but also embarrassing Bond yeah. and MI6 because they've got the the secret uh, film that they take the, the twisted minds that cre- came up with this uh, plot. <laughs> um, so I mean, this is a spy movie, and that's why I like this one. It's just straight up, mm-hmm. you know, a, a very realistic spy type thing. We're we're just trying to get a decoding device. According to your instructions, I've planned for Spectre to steal from the Russians the new lector decoding machine. For this, we need the services of a female member of the Russian cryptograph section in Turkey, and uh, the help of the British Secret Service. Naturally, neither the Russians nor the British will be aware that they are now working for us. I'm totally with you on this yeah. one, yeah. The uh, the Brits are all in it. They know it's uh, they know it's a, uh, a trap. Yeah, well, obviously it's a trap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> know but they're British, but so let's they're going to they're going to but we they're going to jump right it's in. It's worth the risk to it's get a, a electro decoding device. As M says. So, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of this one. I think it's simple. Uh, I think it's easy to to wrap your head around and 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 Bond plays a pivotal role in it. Yeah. And I feel like the plan almost works too, which I think is a big deal. Yeah, they were close. They were close. On many many occasions they were close. All the way to the end, Club the almost the has end. them. Yep. Uh, almost kills Bond. That, you know. Almost steals the lector back. Exactly. Yeah. It was so oh. close. Yeah. It was all uh, t- uh, Tatiana if she she didn't side with Good Bond pen, in that yeah. <laughs> she, yes. in that moment. You know, they would have gotten what they exactly what they wanted. She had to decide. Yeah. Who, who am I going to shoot? That's right. Chances are good she'd miss both, but, <laughs> but we won't go into that. It's very possible she was aiming <laughs> for like, Bond. I'm I not sure. I feel like she closed her eyes when she, she shot she it, have. but she, she, she looked have. very tentative. I'm not much of a gunsmith, but um, <laughs> didn't look very accurate. <laughs> yeah, it worked though. So yeah, good totally. for Bond. You got lucky there. I like it. Number three is from Russia with Love. Moving on to your final two. What's number two? Number two. Number two is hard for me because um, I've got two of my favorite ones up here. Okay. Uh, and these are just in general two of my favorite movies. Number two is Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah, it's Skyfall. So at the beginning, we see that Bond is is trying to end Money Penny and Eve, excuse me, is uh, are going after a uh, a list of all the the agents that are out there and their true identities. Uh, we later find out that it's going to be used and broadcast to uh, create embarrassment for M and MI6, yeah. which is leading to M's forced retirement or voluntary retirement, what they call it. <laughs> And then finally, we realize that it's Silva, a former, another former agent, another uh, former agent, apparently a great agent out of Hong Kong, Hong Kong, way better than Bond in his day. <laughs> so he says. That's what he said. Well, I, and you know what? Based on his performance, it's I kind of believe it. He yeah. he was great. Okay. Um, and so you know, it's it's is a revenge plot, largely a revenge plot for against M, which is fun. It's not not against Bond. Um, Bond kind of um, has to stand in between them. And I think you've made that point before that, that yeah. in that movie, Bond stands in between the villain and his goal. 
Um, I think Silva is an incredible character. I think his plot is so well thought out. Hmm. The chase sequence, uh, the Granborough Road chase sequence, where he okay. gets free yeah. from the <laughs> what looks like an unpre- uh, you know the, the cell that he's in. You, there's no you're, you're not getting out of that, but he gets out um, because he plants the virus. Like he was always steps ahead. The whole chase scene, you know, he's got guys in place everywhere. He has a large group of minions. Huge network. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, All named I, Steve. Oh, <laughs> no. That's right. Um, but even Q, even he mentions that he's been in the planning of this for years. You know, they, you know, the attack on MI6 was to get them underground so that he could have access to M and, and then chase her down basically. Yeah. And it's only because Bond, you know, protects her and stands in the way that, that, that fails and ultimately he has to come up with a different plan which is leading them to um his home in skyfall that's right uh, and that showdown is is brilliant as well regrets is unprofessional they kept me for five months in a room with no air they tortured me and i protected your secrets i protected you but they made me suffer and suffer and suffer and then I realized it was you who betrayed me. You betrayed me. So I had only one thing left. My cyanide capsule in my back left Mola. You remember, right? So I broke the tooth and bit into the capsule. Burned all my insides, but I didn't die. Life clung to me like a disease. And then I understood why I had survived. I needed to look in your eyes one last time. I think this is, yeah. I think it's a fantastic plot hmm. uh, scheme from, from yeah. the villain, Silva. I guess for me, it's it just seems kind of small for a Bond movie, which is amazing because the movie's so big. And like you yeah, said, there's so many people involved. Yeah. And he's doing all this just to take revenge on one person. That That's just so. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's a, It's actually amazing. But to get to M, <laughs> that you he, have to do all of that. Yeah, there and you I, go. He also was trying to make a point. You know, he was trying to embarrass MI six as well. Look upon your sins and the, the release of all the the agents. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube. Okay. Um, but you're right. That's that's interesting. It's certainly not on the fantastic side. He was he had one goal, and, yeah. and it wasn't necessarily going to change the world. <laughs> right. Um, I think you know. I guess that that goes back to that spectrum aspect of this is more realistic. This is a revenge plot. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was done so well that it deserves to be high on the list. And it, another cool aspect of that plan is that Silva seemed to always be in charge. Yeah. I mean, Bond was catch up like all he, the time. <laughs> yeah, he was a prisoner, and mm-hmm. he still mm-hmm. was in charge. Basically, yep. that's that's pretty amazing. He knew exactly so, what was going to happen. So yeah, yeah, you, you've sold me on this one. Okay, I, I like it. All right, fantastic. Yeah, Skyfall for me. I, I, obviously, I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, I love the plot. I think it's I think it's a great one. The villain plot. Yeah, which leads us 
all the way to your number one. But before we do that, let's Whoa. do a recap. Oh, a recap. Christopher's top ten villain plans. Number ten, Quantum of Solace with Dom Green, Dominic Green. Number nine, Tomorrow Never Dies, Elliot Carver's master plan. Number eight, Max Zorin in A View to a Kill. Number seven, Electra King's plan in The World is Not Enough. Number six, Golden Eye with Alec Trevelyan. Number five, Casino Royale in Les Chiffres. <laughs> Number four, our man Auric Goldfinger in Goldfinger. Number three, From Russia with Love. Either Kronstein's plan or perhaps... I'm going with Kronstein's plan. There we go. Kleb has to try to execute it. Yep. And Blofeld no. approves it. Approves it. Kronstein's plan. There and was number, a whole group behind that one. Yeah. That's Spectre for you. That's right. It's, yeah. it's lots of meetings. Collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, Skyfall with Silva, which leads us to your number one. Number one, best villain plan. Number one. It's going to be Thunderball for me. Awesome. Yeah. I. There's so much cool about this one. It's it's uh, worldwide, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> they have to uh, infiltrate a military to obtain a nuclear weapon. Actually, multiple nuclear weapons. Two of them. Uh, and then they ransom uh, the UK and the superpowers for $1 million. <laughs> I'd actually forgot how much. $100 million? I don't something know. Something like that? I can't remember. Maybe it's 10. A, <laughs> It's a lot of money. It, it changes with inflation. Yes, it does. Yeah. Whatever it was then, it's worth a whole lot more now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think this is a plot that we've probably seen before. So we see it later, you know, trying to uh, explode nuclear weapons. Mm. Um, and that's fine. I'm okay with that because I think these guys, you know, they do it first. And, and <laughs> that's that's where I want to be. As far as realistic and, and fantasy goes, I think the only bit of fantasy in this whole plot is... is uh, uh, Duvall, uh, Count Lippy's face yeah. has to completely change through plastic surgery. Yeah, and you know we know that plastic surgery can make somebody look different, but not that look. Perhaps, different. yeah, <laughs> perhaps not exactly like another person. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we have to suspend our disbelief a lot there. Yeah. But at the time, I think we could buy that. Oh you know, yeah, for sure. sure. Go for it. I mean, two movies earlier, you know, somebody was. Wearing a giant mask. A giant you know, Bond yeah. mask. <laughs> he so looked we, exactly like Sean right. Connery, so, that's right. you know, I'm, I'm buying it. Yeah. No, I love I love this one. Yeah, Largo. Oh, he's he's just a great villain. Yes. And, so super cool. And the way he has to sell his plan mm -hmm. to Blofeld is really fun, where right. he marches into the to their big meeting. Yep. Where it's like they're having their double O meeting. Yes, they, they have their, their top... Because they number their bad They're guys all their too. Agents, number yep. two, number one. <laughs> That's right. Emilio Largo's That's number right. one. So the way he has to sell his um, plan is also really fun. That's right. We'll get to your NATO plan later. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. trying to figure out how much money they've made this month. Yeah. So far, so good. Except for uh, what number uh, eleven or number thirteen bites it <laughs> because they didn't quite make enough. Yep. A little embe uh, By embezzlement the penny. there. <laughs> yeah. We will hear from number two, who's in charge of our NATO project. The most ambitious specter has ever undertaken. Your report, number two. Thank you, number one. Our intention is to demand a ransom from the North Atlantic Treaty powers of two hundred and eighty million dollars. A hundred million pounds. 
I have sent Spectre agent Count Lippi to the south of England, where he's making the necessary preparations. He is at a health clinic, conveniently located near the NATO airbase. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this one, it's just such a... a it's a fun movie. It's a fun plot. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm there with it. And again, let's go back to James Bond's involvement. Yeah, he's at Trublin's. He is at Trublin's, you know, right? Uh, you know, a health and recovery clinic um, that you may hear about. We're we're fans of Trublin's on this uh, podcast. We are. Yeah, they're a, they're a sponsor. <laughs> they are a sponsor. Yeah. It's we it's might wonderful. Hear them later, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and all Bond is doing is, you know, he's at the health and recovery, just trying to recover from his whatever, you know, the, the previous mission. Yep. The injuries from, and he sleuths it out. He's just a detective. And when the bigger plot uh, occurs, he puts it together that, Oh wait, I saw this guy. He's dead. We need to go investigate and and find out from the girl. (laughs) This is another one where it takes a long time. We as watchers know who the bad guys are. Yeah. All right. We've already met Largo. We get it. Uh, but Bond hasn't. It takes a long time for Bond to get there because he has to go meet Domino first. Sure. And then figure out if he then meets Largo. She's the way in. Then he has to prove if Largo is the bad guy, <laughs> which he ultimately does. So he's being a spy. Yeah. You know, he is a detective. So his added aspect of what he's doing in this movie to um, to change this the or to thwart the villain plot, I think is huge. Yeah. Because if Bond doesn't put it together from Shrevelands, they are successful. Exactly. You know, yeah. Bond being Bond is is a part of why this plot, I think, is a, is a cool one. I'm totally on board. I love this one. I think it's a really great plan. I think it's well thought out. It's a step-by-step thing that they need to do. Yeah. And uh, all just to gain money. Lots so. of money. <laughs> Come on, not just piles money. And piles of money. That's right. That money is going to go to good use for the rest of the organization <laughs> so they can do bigger and worse things. Exactly. <laughs> they can revenge and extort and terrorize yes. and, and other and other fun things. All right, so All right, that's well, your list. That's mine. I like it. Oh, wow. We got we got 10 more to go through. We have your 10 to go through, which I have a feeling are going to be different. But before that, let's yeah. listen to uh, one of our sponsors. Perfect. Shrublands. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Feeling run down lately? Need to lose a few pounds? Or perhaps you just need time away from work and that demanding boss? Consider Shrublands Spa and Recovery Clinic for our patented two-week recovery program guaranteed to put your body back on the right track. At Shrublands, we focus on state-of-the-art diet routines and physical therapy under the watchful eye of our highly trained nurses. Treatment includes a strict diet to eliminate toxins from the bloodstream, massage, and osteopathic treatment, as well as our hot and cold sits baths to help relax the body. And I would be remiss not to mention our revolutionary traction machine, known as the Rack. Perfectly safe, we assure you. After two weeks, you'll be feeling like a new man, courtesy of Shrublands. Visit us today. And now, back to the countdown. All right, we're back. Thank you, Shrublins. We love that you are a sponsor for the Brotherly Bond podcast. That's right. All right, I've done my top 10 of the best villain scheme or plot or plan. AJ, let's do your 10. What do you think? What's your number 10? All right, my number 10 
It's completely different. <laughs> I had a feeling it would be. I did have I did have similar thoughts about this as you did. Yeah, but, anything, uh, any different thought that I didn't consider? Not really. I probably went more a little little more fantasy than, okay. than you did. But, awesome. Uh, number 10 for me is Dr. No, Dr. Julius. Oh, wow. No. Yes. I know. It's a simple plot because it's the first movie, I think. But in 1962, it was a bigger deal to... Um, Topple American <laughs> missiles. Yes. I just love the way he says true. topple. Toppling. But yeah, d- trying to interfere with our space program or our defense yeah. program, I think, is, is a bigger deal in 1962. I'm a member of SPECTA. SPECTA? SPECTA. Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, Extortion. The four great cornerstones of power. Headed by the greatest brains in the world. I like Doctor No. Oh, he's yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, and I like uh, I like his lair. Yeah, and all uh, that's good, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that he can do it all from that island. True. So a disposable little island. <laughs> right. He'll uh, yeah. He'll uh, destroy <laughs> it and move on. I think the reason why they didn't make my number ten. If you miss the one minute where Bond is describing what toppling is, <laughs> you don't know what the plot is. That's true. And then it becomes a revenge plot on the person who killed Strangwise. Mm. And which is to me a, a little bit more of a simpler plot. Like yeah. if you ask Bond what what is he what's he going after, he's probably going to say revenge and not necessarily yeah. stopping well, he whatever's happening with the yeah. toppling. Well, again, he stumbles on the He does. He stumbles on the villain's yeah. actual plan because of the Right. Strangway's murder. Agreed. That was the beginning piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. So like Goldfinger and yep. numerous other movies, he had to stumble onto the actual plan. Yeah. And I like that part of it. Yeah. All right. So. Good number 10, Dr. No. Hit us with your number nine. Number nine. Another one not named by you. Okay. And not one of my favorite movies, but Ooh. Francisco Scaramanga's okay. The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. Okay. So his his real plan, yes, the real actual plan, is to steal the Solex agitator, right? Which then he simply just wants to sell to the highest highest bidder, correct? But his dual plan, right, is that he also gets a chance to go face to face with the famous, quote unquote, secret agent yeah. James Bond. True. So we, it's a simple plan. Yeah, but. Uh, but I like I like the dual aspect of it. Well, his yeah, the Solex Agitator is is the big the big piece for Scaramanga. Yeah, it's only because Bond ent- introduces himself into the the thick of things that he adds the extra piece. Well, the, he, the mano he, mano. But he sends the Anders did. She sends it because of him. She tells so him that to. so that oh. she can kill him. She wants him. She wants Scaramanga ah, killed. You're right. So that's true. So but it wasn't they the duel. do want. He does want the duel. He wants yeah. the masterpiece. He wants the duel, but it wasn't his plan. Yeah, the, gotcha. the, the, the plan is the the Solix Agitator, which I is why that one. I just watched that like a <laughs> week ago. <laughs> I know that's how much I right don't like that one. Yeah, <laughs> but that's another one. If you if you miss like the uh, the Q scene where he's talking about the Solix Agitator, you're like, <laughs> what the heck is this yeah. thing? Why do I care? Well, it's and not it's, that important anyway. But it's more about the mano mano piece that that develops in it. So I agree it with that. It does develop. Yeah. Like every great artist, I want to create an indisputable masterpiece once in my lifetime. Although in 1974, we were in an energy crisis. <laughs> we were. It was. <laughs> it actually was kind of a big yeah. deal that. Yeah. Uh, it was timely that this fake 
So like agitator perhaps yeah. could could assist us with that. Yeah, so there was yeah, some I'd, there was some timeliness. To I wish it, we yeah. had it going now. <laughs> Help us out, Bond. Come on. Help us out. Find it. All right, man with the golden gun is number nine. Hit us with number eight. <laughs> You're gonna hate this one. <laughs> I'm so excited. My number eight is Hugo Drax. Moonraker. Oh, all the reasons that I said I didn't like it. Now tell us why you do. Well. <laughs> I have to say I don't like it's it. It's a it's a huge scheme. It's yes, probably it the biggest and stupidest scheme. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I went yes, more outrageous, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. went more outrageous because <laughs> Calling it a, like the best villain scheme was very hard sure. for me because I think they're all pretty lame. Actually, yeah, they can they can be. <laughs> Although you you did a great job of selling me on your list, I, but, I tried. Uh, Not all of them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a grand scheme yeah. that uh, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to them a little bit. Yeah, you defy all my attempts to plan an amusing death for you. I think he pulls it off. Like I yeah. buy that he I is mean, the kind of person that could do this. Uh, he definitely had the funds. He had the funds. He had the intellect. Yep. Yeah. He had the influence. Like there's a lot that he could do. And just like you said, the fact that he was able to build a space <laughs> station and launch, nobody knows about and it. Launch space shuttles whenever he wants. <laughs> He's basically space. Elon Musk at this point. Yeah. Well, we know what Elon right. Musk is doing hard yeah. most of the time. Maybe we should check our radar yeah, stations. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> He's got an international space station up there. But the point you you made is kind of my selling point. Okay. Is that how how did he do this? Right. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Right. That he got all that done. And if they hadn't stolen the last Moonraker shuttle. If he had just said, all right, we're good. We only need five. We don't need the sixth one. Oh. He would have gotten away with it. He might have gotten away with that it. That was the piece that started MI6 uh, you know, looking after him. Yeah. And speaking of he got almost greedy. getting away with it, it's it came down to the wire with That's Bond true. shooting down the last. <laughs> <laughs> although, the, with a laser gun. Although at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> although at that point, the <laughs> space station had blown up. So... Yeah. So Hugo was, wasn't alive anymore to right. enjoy the uh, killing yeah, people, he got apparently. Out, out the airlock. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> One giant step for megalomaniacs. So, yes. Moonraker <laughs> made my list. And I'm very happy about that. <laughs> All right. All right. Number seven, brother. Number seven. General Georgi Koskov. Okay. Yes. The Living Daylight. I had this... Uh, as an honorable mention, oh, so good. this oh, is we not far talk off. About your honorable mentions. Nah, we don't have to. I'm sh- we we might get to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's one of them. Here's one of them. So for me, it's number seven. He's supplying the Soviet Union with weapons while tricking Bond into eliminating General Pushkin, played by the awesome Jonathan Rhys Davies. That's right. One of my favorites. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, Koskov's a little over the top for me. Yep. It's a realistic plot. It is. It's it's really on that that side of the spectrum. Yeah. You even have the um Mujahideen mm-hmm. involved. Yep. I guess I I like the the realistic ac- aspect of it. Yeah. I like how he uses Bond to get out of the Soviet Union. Yeah, he, they I use mean, MI6 to defect. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I I'm a, I'm with you 100%. I really like this one too. Um, I, I like that Bond has to again be a detective. That's a it's a it's a theme for me. Is I like it when he has to figure things out. He thinks that Koskov is uh, you know a defector and something that's going to help the West, um, and and isn't and has to figure out all the pieces behind it. So yeah. that's a good point you make. If if Bond has to be a detective, it must be a better plot. <laughs> well, it just makes sense if yeah. if Bond has to work to figure out the plan. It's a it's a better plan. Good point. So, 
Yeah. So that's a great uh, determining factor. There so, we go. So that makes me feel better that I have it at number seven. All right. I like that. <laughs> All right. Number seven was Living Daylights. What's your number six? My number six, because I love the movie, and it's another grand plan, Carl oh, Stromberg, yeah. the yeah. spy who loved me. I'm honestly shocked it's not higher. Like this is this is this is your it probably baby. was yesterday. <laughs> I've been okay. juggling them around. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, he wants to trigger a nuclear war between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, which makes perfect sense in 1977 by hijacking their submarines with that amazing Liparus. Yeah, and using them to destroy New York and Moscow, resulting in the formation of a new world under the sea. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've always been, I've <laughs> always been a person who likes the sea. Yeah, uh, hey, you've snor- you snorkel, right? Or scuba dive? I, I scuba dived in the Philippines when right. I, I lived there for a couple years. I scuba dived there, I, and when I couldn't do that, I snorkeled. I love the sea. I don't love killing everyone to live in it. <laughs> right, right, right. However, it's a huge plan akin to Hugo Drax. In fact, there's a lot of parallels there, so I guess it makes sense that they're both on my list. Yeah, and I, I do put those very, very similarly. Yeah. So, I, yeah, 100% with you there. Yeah, they're both just, just very outrageous. Yep, they are. But it makes the stakes even higher <laughs> for our man Bond That's right. to solve. Sell it, brother, sell it. There you go. <laughs> All well, right. Yeah. And of course, originally it was Blofeld's plan. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Stromberg, I'm pretty sure, was supposed to be Blofeld. That would have made it better. It would have way made it better. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, you know, they obviously couldn't get the rights to use Blofeld. Sure. And, um, Stromberg works just fine. And so they made, they created Stromberg. Yeah. All right. That's my number six. Where do your Take top five now? Top five. We're halfway there. Here we go. So now we have some parallels here. Okay. In fact, I'm glad to hear this, by the way. <laughs> four of my top five are the same as yours. Oh, good. Maybe All right. Not, so we weren't, weren't that far off in, yeah. in, the, in the best ones. In the best ones. Or our favorite ones. So number five, one. Tomorrow Never Dies. Great. Like we talked about, it's, it's timely. Yeah. I mean, still timely. It's, yeah, it works today, just mm-hmm. like it worked 24 years ago when it came out. Yep. Carver. You still get your megalomania. All right. So that's my number five. We already cool. talked about Tomorrow Never Dies. All right. Number four then. Number four, General Orlov. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to I'm Octopussy. F- no, I'm cool with this now. This is not the <laughs> teasing sequence. Hit me with a uh, yeah. 13th Bond movie. He, he wants to detonate a nuclear bomb on a U.S. air base in West Germany, allowing the Soviet Union to perhaps run in, conquer Europe. Yeah, because once they do that, yeah. the... Uh, all the peaceful protesters are going to demand disarmament, yep. which will allow for the Russians to take over right. all of all of Europe. Basically, they'll be the power, Eastern Europe. They'll be the superpower yeah. of all of Asia and Europe. Yeah, th- this was one I had. I definitely had considered. Oh, good. I, I think the reason why I I didn't was because if you aren't paying attention to like a small section, <laughs> and that's again, the, again, yeah, this is that same. This is that same notion. You're gonna kind of miss why Gogol's doing it. Sure. You know, we don't figure... Or you mean Orloff. Orloff, excuse yeah. me, yes. Gogol does not want it no, to happen. No, <laughs> Gogol is like a moderate at this point. Yeah, he is. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't know. I like the plot too. I, I'm I'm a fan of that one. I probably should have put it on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. I got one right. That's right. And it's the 13th Bond movie, so you get a win there. <laughs> I got a win. One for two. Hey, I'll, All right. I'll take that. Top three for you. Number three. Top three. Let's go quick. Because they're all you have. They are the, are they the same? Number th- uh, no. Okay. 
not the same order. All right. Number three, Goldfinger. Nice. Goldfinger. Yep. And we already talked about I it. I had that at four, so we're right there. Yeah, we're close on that one. Yeah. It's a big plan. Yeah. You get both sides of, of everything. Bond's involved all the way through. And yeah, and like you said, all those pieces that we see throughout the movie, yeah. they all come into play at the end. Yep. So awesome. All right, Goldfinger's three, number two for number you. Number two from Russia with Love. Nice. Exactly. Which I believe oh you had a I had third. a three, yeah. Yep. From Russia with Love. I love it. The dual plan by the bad guys. Right. And there's so many great bad guys in this one that, I, yeah. that do the plan. It's, I know. it's so much We didn't fun. even talk about Red Grant when we were doing this originally. Because <laughs> right. there's the argument of henchman versus villain. Yeah. He's he's one of the few you can make that argument. Right. Yeah. Although I still think henchman. Yeah. Sorry, I, guys. No, I agree. Yeah. He's a henchman. It wasn't his plan. It wasn't so he's his not a plan. Villain. He's, he's a very smart henchman, mm-hmm. but he's not the brains of this. Right. He is a. You get the uh, sense he the could muscle. be the brains of a plan. Yeah, but it's not this one. Yeah, he's a, he's an incredible. Yeah, henchman. Yep. All right, so that's my number, number two one for sure. Thunderball. Yeah, we were the same. We're the same. Oh, and, and here's the main reason why it's number one. Okay, it's been done twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was done in Thunderball, mm-hmm. and then of course they rehashed it and never seen ever again. <laughs> Gross. And. There was, <laughs> McClory wanted to do it a third time. Yeah. I believe in the 90s. Oh, wow. Mid to late 90s called Warhead 2000 or yes. Warhead. Yes, I remember hearing about that. There, yeah, there was talk of that. He was going to do Thunderball three times. <laughs> Thunderball part three. Part three. The same which story. Which is the same story. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a great plan. Yep. It's straightforward, which makes for just, just pure fun yeah. while you're watching the movie. Absolutely. So, there's no confusion. There's nowhere. If you miss that one line, you're not going to get this plan. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're getting it. You know what it is going to be. That's right. And I, and again, I, I like that, that Bond has to figure it out. It's not spoon fed to him. Yep. Even though we as the audience know, he doesn't. And I think that's a great piece. That's probably my favorite part about this aspect that you brought up. Yeah. How Bond has to figure out the scheme. Yeah. It makes it more fun. Plan. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. then the 13th Bond movie, you're number four. That's... Uh, <laughs> That that's the case. It is the case because they don't know exactly what's happening. Yeah, that's a good little mystery movie. That's right, mystery. So. All right, so I'm going to recap. Your number ten was Doctor No toppling, toppling, <laughs> toppling, toppling. I love the way you said it. Uh, your number nine was the Man with the Golden Gun, the Solex Agitator, and then the Mano Imano uh, masterpiece of Scaramanga. Uh, number eight, Hugo Drax and Moonraker. Uh, number seven, The Living Daylights, which I, I really like that one too. Uh, number six was uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, number five was Tomorrow Never Dies, which we That's both right. agreed with on that one. We both had our own list. Yep. Number four, The 13th Bond Movie or Octopussy, um, which I probably should. I, I'm kind of regretting not having that one on my list mm. at this point. Oh, good. I don't know what I'd move out because that's always like, what would you move out? Probably mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace. It'd probably be number 10 then for me. Okay. I think I think I would change that at this point. All right. Uh, number three, Goldfinger. I had number four. Number two was From Rush With Love. I had number three, so we're right, right there. Uh, and whereas you omitted Skyfall. I did. Because it was too small for you. Well. And I get your argument. It's such a big movie. You're right. That it's amazing how yeah. small his plan really is, even though it's <laughs> executed it, so beautifully. It's a grand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And we both are the same. It's amazing with Thunderball as our <laughs> number one. Well, when you love a movie as much as we both love Thunderball, you know the villain's going to have a good plan. That's right. So there you go. 
And there's our list. And now, before we uh, sign off on this podcast, we want to let you know what the... The trivia was for the day. (laughs) Brotherly Bond trivia begins in three, two, one. Who is the actor who plays Blofeld in From Russia With Love and Thunderball? We never get to see his face. AJ, do you know who it is? I'm pretty sure I know it. Do it. It's funny because I didn't know it at first. As we were talking, yeah. all I could think about, oh, I got to get this. Yeah. Is it Anthony Dawson? It is Anthony Dawson. Who plays... Go ahead. Professor Dent. That's right. And Dr. No. He shows he's in three different movies, right. but we only see his face once. I got it about halfway through your I, list. I know. I saw you write it down. I was like, yep, there it is. You got For it. For some reason, I, I kept thinking Richard Dawson. <laughs> I, I couldn't get Richard Dawson. Definitely not. Yeah. So yeah. once I got to Dawson, okay, Anthony, that's right. Yeah. While so. we're talking, he is figuring out the trivia. That's amazing, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Well, that's it. Villain's plot, villain's scheme, villain's plan that's is right. done. Our top, top 10, 10 is done. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on Facebook, uh, BrotherlyBond007, or you can email us at uh, BrotherlyBond007 at gmail.com. Yep, that's 007 at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. This has been an episode of Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to give us a kind review. If you'd like to let us know what top 10 lists you want to hear in future episodes, or if you want to share your own top 10 lists with us, you can reach us on Facebook at Brotherly Bond, or feel free to email us at brotherlybond007 at gmail.com. Never fear, James Bond will return. Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast is in no way affiliated with James Bond, Eon Productions, or the Ian Fleming Estate. Music by Davey Allen. Hope you enjoyed the show. Good night.